Blog Talk Radio. Radio Network. It is a wonderful day, March 2015. We're in the spring. The, the the year has moved so fast. I hope everyone has been prepared for an awesome 2015 because if you haven't figured it out by now, it will be moving fast with or without you. We are already uh, looking at Easter coming right around the corner. I hope everyone is doing well. We are live on Live Mouth Radio. And uh, we are so excited to be on for another awesome opportunity to bring to you Tea Time, the Entrepreneurial Academy. And tonight's guest will definitely give you exactly what you're, the dose that you're looking for for your entrepreneurial juices. And then if you have an opportunity uh, to connect with us online, you can check us out right now online. We're live on air on our studio line at 347-826-7520. And we are broadcasting live on air right now as we speak on blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. And if you have not had an opportunity to follow us on social media, make sure you connect with us online at Loudmouth on Twitter as well as Loudmouth Radio. And also on Facebook at Loudmouth Radio Network. And of course, we want to um, make sure that you guys understand and know that we are always, always so appreciative of our listeners, our followers, our media partners, our special guests, uh, those who are supporting us from around the world and around the globe. And, uh, you know, for us, it's been a busy, busy, busy season. Um, as a network, we're just going into our second year, and we're just continuously are so grateful and thankful for being able to be on air and provide our listeners the opportunity to connect with people that may be right in their neighborhoods. Um Jazzy and I have been uh, really excited about some of the things that we have been doing and taking on over these last few months. Um, Jazzy, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, has spoken vividly about um, just different things in the community, and you know her civic and community hat is always face forward. Uh, Jazzy's in queue with us tonight, and she may speak a little bit in regards to uh, the platform, and she's um, ready to give a little heightened awareness. Uh, but I will elaborate on the um, busy, busy season. She's been um, really uh, taken by a stronghold with her uh, head of the outreach ministry from words to action outreach uh, that's become a, a community arm for us 
as a media partner as our radio network has become and a wraparound for From Words to Action Outreach Ministries. If you haven't had an opportunity, make sure you go online and check it out at FromWords2Action.com and uh, find out all the good things that's happening around the globe and how you can make a difference um, in regards to that. So, Jazzy, if you want uh, to elaborate, feel free. Uh, to give a little opportunity to share that information. And tonight our special guest, Mr. Franz Conde, uh, we'll be bringing him on very shortly. Uh, Jesse, you there? I am here. Okay, awesome. Look, I want to give the opportunity to say at least say hello before we bring in our guest. Uh, I was just elaborating on from words to action. Um, I think it's best if you kind of give our listening audience an opportunity to just to have a little bit of understanding of what we're doing on the ground. And um, if you will, Madam. Yes, thank you, thank you. Good evening, everyone. As usual, we are so excited, as our producer, Sunny, has stated, to be on air with you because we know you could have chosen so many other things to do. However, I won't go into a long spill about my night that I normally give that great speech. But I will say thank you to to Loudmouth Radio for always supporting the things that I personally do. Um, you as a producer and the radio network itself just gives me a, such a great platform to do the wonderful things that I believe God has called all of us to do, and that's to serve and that's to be a part of each other's life and help where we can help, love where we can love, hug where we can hug, and and just be a part of the growth and the development of each person, no matter what they look like, no matter where they Absolutely. come from. And definitely no matter when it seems that they're so down and so out, so cast out, they are not invisible. And so from words to action, outreach ministry has grown from the 20-plus the years of work that we have privately been doing, quietly been doing, or um, sometimes we have brought it to face during the holidays. But it's something that we've done for many, many years as a group, as a single person, as a married person, as a person who has connected with many organizations, many churches, many ministries, and many individuals, volunteers, who have said, you know what, we believe in the same thing. And that basically is, we are reaching out to our community at large, whether it's local or global, and we are feeding. We are giving resources for education, for HIV testing, for housing, for financial help, for jobs. Um, you name it, if it's a resource available, we do our best to find out what's going on in each community, each city, each state around the U.S., and we just get out there and work. You know, we get out and feed. We get out and clothe. Um, we've had so many donations come in for Absolutely. Um, clothing oh in the last two weeks. It's been incredible. But throughout the years, we've been given shoes and men's clothes, women's clothes, children's clothes. Definitely we have toys that are given out throughout the year, soft toys for our kids with cancer and other um, disease or disorders. We definitely uh, target specific groups that we feel a lot of times are overlooked and underserved, and that's our veterans mm -hmm. who go out and fight the war, um, go out and protect our country, our land, and then they come back home, and a lot of times they're not given the same respect individually. 
And so a lot of them are out on the street, male and female, who have served the country. So we definitely um, look out and watch out for our veterans and try to Absolutely. them. And if it's possible, our LGBT youth are kicked out saying to their parents or their guardians that they are who they are, who they believe they are. Absolutely, so absolutely. How they identify. They're out on the street, so we go out, make sure we find them, give them clothing, give them love and support. Um, we definitely support our parents. Many, many parents and grandparents are taking care of children with special needs like autism, um, Down syndrome, and just different um circumstances that cause these parents to put out so much time, so much money. A lot of them lose their jobs because they don't have adequate child care or facilities to take their children. So, you know, a lot of times they find themselves either homeless or they find themselves living with other siblings or parents or friends. And it's just rough. And so they need that extra assistance as well as uh, sex trafficking. Um, We're ambassadors to say to the world that this should stop. Human and sex trafficking has to end, so we definitely assist um, in those areas as well as our domestic violence against women and girls um, in the LGBT community. So having said all of that very quickly because I don't want to take up the whole show, um, that's what we're doing, and Loudmouth Radio has really been a key contributor in allowing us to use this as a platform to say we need you just like they need you. And so we do have a GoFundMe um, page, and we're asking people to donate because that helps us to continue to give. That helps us buy the RV that we want to have, to have all of this in one place for us to go and bring that to the world. So you can find out more information about it from word to the number two, action.com. And I will take seats because I want to hear all about our entrepreneur this evening. Absolutely, and it's, it's always a pleasure to um, speak with um, people who are in their communities making things happen. And, you know, we are a working network. We tell people all the time, you know, people say, well, you, you know, we see you doing this and we see you doing that. And um, we're really appreciative of the fact that, that as a network, we touch and, and, and try to expound on things that it's not just the normal day-to-day. Yes, we touch mm-hmm. on entertainment. Yes, we touch on, you know, we can talk about current events of, uh, you know, celebrity news and all of those other things. And, you know, not that those conversations aren't being had or that they're not important, but we definitely believe that it's important to um, have people who may be right across your shoulder on a cubicle across the room from you or someone down the street from you who might be in your community that you can connect with and network with and possibly progress yourself as an individual, as a business, as an organization. And so Tea Time, um, this segment on the uh, Live Mouth Radio is a specific special program that allows people like ourselves, Jazzy and I both are entrepreneurs. You know, we work in unison, we work individually, um, because everyone has their own walk. But I've always said that you can be in business for yourself, you don't have to be in business by yourself. So um, it, it's going to bring me great pleasure to bring our guest on. Um, and what I'm going to do is uh, play a quick uh, commercial, and we'll bring in Mr. Franz Conde, who is our guest for this evening. And uh, he's right out of New York, and I know he's excited to have this opportunity to speak vividly about 
who he is and what he's doing and why it's purposeful for you to hear and know who this gentleman is. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in the next voice you'll be hearing is Mr. Franz Conde. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Hi, my name is Carolyn McKenzie. I'm founder and president of Mental Health in the African American Community. Suicide claims about 40,000 lives every year in the United States. Traditionally, African Americans have felt that suicide wasn't as much of a problem as it is in other communities. However, a pattern has emerged among African Americans that could contradict reports of low suicide rates among blacks. Mental Health in the African American Community is a national nonprofit organization based in Stockbridge, Georgia. I started this agency because my niece had a mental breakdown and stabbed me and killed herself. We are doing something. Every Monday night, we have an open discussion called Let's Talk About It. Please come check us out at 125 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 121B in Stockbridge, Georgia. For more information, call 770-873-4496. That's 770-873-4496. Or visit our website, mhiaac.org, mhiaac.org. All right, and we're back live on Loudmouth Radio. And uh, as always, it's exciting. It's March 18, 2015. And uh, tonight, no other than uh, this opportunity to have a, a fantastic business owner, public speaker, empowerment speaker, entrepreneur, entertainer. I, you know, I met this guy and said, man, I, I think I found my, my soul made in a male form or something going on. This dude is, is, is incredible. <laughs> and... Uh, Mr. Franz Conde, you there with me? I don't want to talk to you in third person. I want the world to know that I actually got a real person that's prepared to speak for himself. Are you with us this evening? I am with you live and direct, <laughs> live and in the flesh, coming at you from New York. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. I can hear you pretty good, sir. Are you able to hear us pretty good? Okay, fantastic, fantastic. Yes. Um, you, you know, I, I'm going to tell you this, guys. For so all those who are listening to this show, whether it's live or you'll be listening to this archive, um, social media is a uh, very, very, very important and interesting tool. And Thompson, I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to uh, elaborate on this. Uh, but this gentleman that I'm, I'm getting, I'm really allowing you to have an opportunity to hear this, this, this gentleman's mind, we connected on Facebook. And I want to say it's probably been about seven, eight months, maybe almost a year, um, when we made a connection. And, uh, you know, like, like most people, we have somebody that may be a mutual friend. And um, you start checking out different things and comments that people are making. And primarily, um, you know, a lot of my thin connections on Facebook are primarily going to fall along either entertainment or some type of business platform or some type. And so when uh, Franz first um, kind of really started appearing to where I saw his information starting to circulate, I'm like, this guy's intriguing. And uh, a lot of times I would see things that was of a positive aspect. So this is one of the utmost reasons why you're here live with us on air right now tonight, sir. So I, I have to speak and tell this world that uh, we have an opportunity to say, this dude is awesome. And I Look, I've been asking him to send over his bio to me, so I haven't had an opportunity to get the full Monty. So I am definitely want to ask you to elaborate because um, I am very intrigued 
to know more about, uh, you know, where you're from um, in detail and, and what that means to where you are as we speak now. Um, I know that you are the founder and president of Conde Global and Conde Associates. And um, what I would love, Franz, if you would just express to our listeners exactly what does it mean for you um, as a public speaker, empowerment speaker, and what your what your platform is and is about. Sure. Well, thank you, Sabrina. So very humbling. First of all, I'd just like to say that I would be remiss without saying thank you for inviting me onto your show. It's an honor and a privilege, which I don't take lightly. Anytime we have a platform to influence lives and to impact lives, we need to take it seriously and, and really um, address the issues that are important to people. Because I always tell people it's when I have a platform, it's not about me. It's kind of like a camera. A camera is always meant to focus on others in order to develop the big picture because a lot of people get – uh, focus on themselves, and that's not. And you're like a camera, and you're not meant to focus on yourself. You're meant to focus on others and to help them develop the, the clarity of their picture and the beauty of it. And so that's that's how I'm done. So thank you. So first again, so thank you, and to all your listeners, thank you for listening. I, I appreciate you. And like Sabrina said, my name is Franz Conde. I'm out of uh, Brooklyn, New York, and also New York, New York. And as she said, I am the founder and CEO of Conde and Associates, which is a multi-service brand marketing and uh, uh, services company, and we essentially help uh, other companies expose their items and their products and, and their services to uh, individuals and develop a mutual win-win situation. We also help, help people um, that are interested in becoming entrepreneurs um, plan out a path for that. Uh, so you asked about Absolutely. my background. So I'm just going to be quick about that because um, mm-hmm. most people ask me about my name, Franz Conde. They're like, that's an unusual name. When does it have any meaning? And it does. Uh, Franz, interestingly enough, means uh, freedom. And Conde means uh, either royalty or royal warrior prince. If you combine those two, it means, and I say this with all humility, royal warrior prince of freedom, uh, which is interesting because I was actually born in the heart of Africa in a country called Chad and uh, to mm-hmm. black and Italian Mohican Indian parents. Uh, who moved there, uh, like a lot of people, just to get a better life. I had my uncle that was there already as a diplomat and had very good ties with the government. Uh, so long story short, I was the only member of my family born there. And uh, like I said, we had very good ties with the government at the time. who was President Tumbabai. Okay. And if anyone's ever seen Coming to America, that's, it's, it's kind of a glimpse of what the lifestyle was like then. <laughs> uh, Not and, uh, me. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> so because That's the people right. there, they came, and uh, long story short, he baptized me and ultimately wanted me to become one of the heads of state, which over there is kind of like the equivalent of a prince. Um, okay. So, which is interesting because that means I would have been handed an empire, and I want to say that again, I would have been handed an empire. But as fate would have it, um, there were other rival tribes locally, and so long story short, they assassinated the president, my godfather. They threw my uncle in prison, mm-hmm. and guess who they were looking for next? <laughs> Me. Because, Wait a minute, um, you said you said that they assassinated your godfather, and then I didn't hear you after that. You said something else I after that. They, yes, I said they assassinated my godfather, and they threw my uncle, who was the diplomat and representative for Haiti, to Chad. They threw him in prison, and then he came looking for me because, as I said before, he proclaimed that he wanted Wait, to be Wait, Franz, hold on. Can you hear me okay, honey? Yeah, I can hear it you. Sounds, I don't know if you. It sounds like you're almost a little muffled. You're not oh, a okay. speaker, are you? Is that better? Yeah, that's a little bit better. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. And so then they came looking for me um, to do God knows what, so which left my parents no choice but to flee the country. And uh, they couldn't go back to Haiti because uh, the dictator at the time considered anyone that left the country without permission and came back a spy. And so uh, my dad considered moving to Canada and France. And the only reason he moved here to the States was because he had a brother here who told him, come here temporarily uh-huh. until he figured okay. things out. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Now, how old were you when your family moved uh, to the U.S.? We, I was only seven months here, seven months old. Oh, yeah, you were like babies. So you have, mm-hmm. you have primarily been raised entirely in the U.S. Correct, correct. So uh, primarily raised on, on in Brooklyn, on, you know, on the streets of Brooklyn. So my family literally went from a life of luxury to starting literally from scratch. Uh, they seized all the resources, so we had no money. We just literally had to start all over again. And so, so the okay. reason I say that is because, like I said before, I was literally going to be handed an empire and some people are like, wow, that's amazing. But to me now, what I've done instead is um, looked at it as a challenge and an opportunity to create my own empire. I know, I know empire is a big show out right now, but I literally take that seriously. I, I'm like, i got to build my own empire, you know. So, but not Absolutely. Myself, I'm sorry, yeah, so, but to impact lives around the world, you know. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's so funny when um, we were – preparing to go on, and I opened up and looked at your bio, and I skimmed it really quickly. I was like, okay, there's no way I'm going to be able to elaborate this the way it needs to be told in the sense of, you know, how you were able to just kind of um, speak the triumph of what your family had to go through just to get to a settled place. Um, Now, at this point, you've been basically you born and raised. You've been living in Brooklyn, in New York, so you've been pretty much in that area um, since you came here. And now you also have some ties with uh, Atlanta as far as education. Am I right? That is correct. Um, so fast forward to the future uh, from that point of chance now. I wanted to attend, uh, really badly wanted to attend Morehouse College when I was 18 because I heard so many great things about it and the black legacy and the leadership and people like Martin Luther King coming out of there and Spike Lee, et cetera, and uh, Samuel Jackson. So I said, you know, that's a place I want to go in order to nurture um, the legacy that I want to leave behind and the empire I wanted to create. This was my mentality at 18. And so uh, okay. my parents went too gung-ho about it because they're very family-oriented and they're very close-knit and it was far away and it was very pricey. Um, so I pretty much got the resources on my own as much as I could. Uh, but at the last minute, two or three, actually two, two scholarships that were supposed to come through didn't go through. And so it turned out okay. that I had to, at the last minute, uh, switch gears and attended, uh, instead going to, ended up going to Hunter College and then went on to get a master's degree from Turo in Education. Um, but funny enough, and, but I still had that dream in my heart in terms of the, the what Morehouse I felt would instill in me. And so recently I actually was able to meet up with the president of Morehouse, and today uh-huh. I'm happy to say that they're actually considering me for an honorary doctorate. So it almost came full circle. And that's why I always tell people never give oh, up Oh, that's amazing. Isn't that? That's amazing. <laughs> so uh, when I'm in Atlanta next month, we're going to be Congratulations. Congratulations. again. <laughs> What'd you say, Jazz? Oh, I thought you were saying something there. So, Franz, um, you're due to uh, be in this area yourself soon. Um, 
So I, I wanted to say I wanted you to elaborate on, on that because I saw on your Facebook page you had posted a picture with the president of Morehouse. And I know we had talked in regards to, um, you know, that happening for you. And I speak it in existence that it's going to happen for you. I think that's that's such a prestigious honor. Isn't it amazing how um, you may not have had the opportunity to come in as a, as a student, but to be able to receive an honorary doctorate to Morehouse would be tremendous. That would definitely be an awesome notch on the belt, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's why I always tell people, you know, People always tend to shy away from their struggle and, and think it's it's a bad thing. But I always tell people your struggle is actually tailor made for your success, you know, because it's something right. that you need, it's designed for you to go through in order for you to get to what it is you're supposed to get to, and that's both on who you're supposed to become as, as well as what you're supposed to obtain in order to impact the lives of others. So uh, it's you know so again it's it's humbling to be on the Loud Mouth Radio Show, and I hope my loud, my mouth is loud enough for you to hear me. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, you sound a lot a lot clearer at this point. I I do. Um, I, I must admit, um, when I first was t- speaking to you in regards to the beginning of our connection, um, and we were, you know, really communicating social through social media, and I started seeing these different aspects. You know, you know how we actually write out our or select the information on our bios. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, this guy has a songwriter, he's a vocalist, he does comedy, uh, comedy improvisation, he MCs. I said, okay. So when we actually talked and you uh, started giving me, uh, you know, just a lot of your dialogue of just, you know, things from the heart, I'm like, okay, I don't feel like I'm just the only one out here that's got all these octopus arms. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's just really trying to maximize what I consider to be gifts. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, uh, Franz, you are a amazing guy. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there's just more, uh, there's things that's yet to come forward in your life. But, you know, as far as I can see, you're definitely just, you know, right on the right track. And uh, I would love if you could elaborate for us um, the recent uh, line that you have um, started to, to take the path that you started to take with your with your speaking. Um, I know you're part of a, a group and a series that um, you, you talked about, you know, just things that happened in regards to your life. Could you share a little bit about your um, empowerment speaking, you know, as a public speaker? Absolutely. And um, thank you for saying that because it's funny, one uh, morsel of success has always led to an opportunity for more success. Um, and so the success that I've had, been able to have in business, you know, through a lot of struggles and challenges, led people to want to hear my story and uh, has led to a lot of people. So like you said, one of those was something called uh, 72 Hours of Power, where um, several speakers, renowned speakers from literally around the globe, um, decided to convene okay. and to give just a free, literally 72 hours of upliftment and empowerment and encouragement to anyone who was aspiring to, uh, whether it's to become an entrepreneur or an author or a speaker or whatever your dream was to really give you the tool to empower you and to encourage you, to let you know that not only is it possible, but you have a group of individuals out there that are looking to support you. As long as you um, decide just to take your dream seriously and, and connect with us, we'll do whatever it takes to help you fulfill that dream. And so that also led to something which I'm currently hosting now. Uh, they called the Life Leverage TV series. Uh, which is literally about helping you leveraging, helping you, uh, showing you how to leverage your life and taking it from 
whatever level it is at now to the level that you know that you uh, desire and deserve. And um, it's a powerful series. It's actually a web series syndicate right now, which is scheduled in April to become a uh, local syndicate in California, and then from then on, a national syndicate. So it's, it's exciting to be part of that project, and that has led to several other projects. Um, you know, it's funny, you plant one seed, and you have no idea where the fruit's going to eat. So um, I'm just excited to be able to do some of the things that you guys are doing as well, which is impacting the communities that you serve both directly and indirectly, you know. And I look forward to and I definitely will be on your GoFundMe site and look forward to making a, a nice donation for that, for all the great things that you did. I know you came all the way out to New York in this crazy weather, and so that I respect the commitment that you have. And that's what it's all about, you know. Uh, like you said, we, we met on yeah. social media, and um, it's a tool. And as long as you use the tools at your disposal wisely, people will take notice and people will um, become part of your team or become part of your vision and you in turn can become part of this and use that collective energy synergistically. Absolutely, there. Thank you. Uh, you know what? You did touch on a fantastic point. Uh, we, Jazz and I actually was in New York. Uh, Jazz, was it two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm lost in the cause of, of the dates. We go so many places. I, I know, right? I can't even remember what the date was, but... Um, Franz will tell you, it was absolutely freezing, uh, maybe like nine degrees, <laughs> ice cold. Um, and we went out to do some outreach in that area. Um, Jazzy can elaborate on the organizations that we connected with, um, a LGBT um, homeless shelter. Jazzy, give me right. the name. Right. I can't think um, of the name now. You you would put me on the spot. Um, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> we work with Restoration Temple Ministries to go out on the streets directly. Um, and so that was like one of the most powerful things. But even before even before you say that, I wanted to come back to to something because, you know, I'll take over the show with the ministry. So I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. No, <laughs> I don't want to do that. But I wanted to, to say kind of ties in with it, but I think a lot of people – I, I think they kind of shy away from doing the things that you're doing or doing the things that we do because they don't feel that they're qualified, they don't feel they're worthy, they don't feel they that they have the education or the finances or anything to start to doing um, the things that we're doing. What, in your in 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 your opinion and in your teaching and your encouragement and workshops, what are those go-to steps? What are those, how do you get it started and how do you do it? What is, you know, what would somebody hear from you if they said, man, I just want to do you know, what you're doing? Gotcha. Well, the key thing is um, to have clarity of vision. I know you drove from uh, Atlanta to New York and I've driven from New York to Atlanta and the one thing you need, uh, especially in the weather that we have, is to make sure you have your defrost working properly. You need to have your wipers <laughs> working properly. <laughs> and we reason I say that because <laughs> so I'm sure you can relate. But the point is that to Absolutely. have what you're going to make it clear. You know, and so the first thing I would tell anyone that's looking to get on the path, if you will, is to be clear exactly about what it is you want and to write it down and write it down and be specific because the universe literally pays attention. You know, a lot of people don't believe it, but everything that we think, say, or do is a vibration mm-hmm. out to the universe. 
which comes back to us tenfold, twentyfold, and whether that's uh, positive or negative. You know, and so the first thing I tell people is write down exactly what it is that you want, and not only what you want, what you want to become. Because if you, when you when you want to go from point A to point B, there's a, a process in between those two points, and you literally have to become um, a different person. Not not to say different from who you are in essence, but the best example of yourself that there is, because it, we're always changing and growing into something else, and you're either like a plant, you're either growing or you're dying. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, unlike Great a plant, point. we have, yeah, thank you, Jeff, we have um, all the power over that, over whether we change or die. So we need, to, we need to take responsibility for what it is that we say that we want, write it down again, and put clear pictures up. People, uh, because it says, you know, Scripture says, uh, a man without, or people without vision shall perish, and it's true. You know, you need to mm-hmm. make your vision clear. Put pictures up of what it is that you want. Because I remember, I remember when I started doing that and putting up pictures of a, of a, of a very successful company and a black-owned company and a black multimedia company, people laughed at me when I had all these pictures up all over my wall in my bathroom wall and in my car. But mm-hmm. those people aren't laughing anymore. Today they're asking me how I did it. And yeah. So, you know, so put those pictures up. Make it clear in your mind. Your mind works in pictures. And the clearer that picture can become, is the clearer it will become. And so so once you get that picture clear, you write it down, you speak it as often as possible as if it already has happened. So, mm-hmm. for example, say you wanted to be a successful entrepreneur. You don't say, I'm going to be a successful entrepreneur. You say, I am. Yeah. Those are the two most powerful words you can utter is I am, and whatever you say after that will manifest. Thank you. Absolutely. So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is, to hold yourself accountable to when you want that to come to fruition and to put a, a specific date and time behind it. Like, for example, I'm getting ready to launch Connie Global Media, and I can tell you the exact date, the exact time, the exact hour, the exact minute, down to a science of when that is going to manifest. And, so, and now you have to put an action plan behind that and get mentors. One of the biggest mistakes I made and one of the biggest mistakes people make when they're trying to get from their point A, where they are, to point B, is not being humble enough to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because there you are know, people whose who's, uh, who's, uh, rearview mirror is your foresight. <laughs> They've already been with you. Where you're right. Exactly. Right. You know? Well, Jesse, you were excited. I thought you were like, right. <laughs> You know, I'm, like, I'm actually, yes, I'm looking at, as a matter of fact, Fonz, you, you posted this um, a few days ago, chase the dream, follow the dream, live the dream. Um, yes. One of the images that you have, and I actually just shared it on my page. It's, it's one of those things for um, for people to desire. Um, and we hear this all the time. You have people, like you asked a very good question, Jazzy, how would they go about doing these things? And, you know, the response to that in connection with what you're saying complements Jazzy, uh, the, the, name, the name of the organization that you've come to, to formulate the words from words to action. You know, mm-hmm. um, sometimes we get caught up in the desire, but, you know, and then we'll, we'll turn around sometimes and say spiritually, well, I'm praying for it, but if you're not implementing motion, or going in towards the direction of bringing that thing to life, then it just kind of sits idle, you know? Exactly. 
So, you know, it's so important. Yes, it's so important. And, and a lot of times, um, I can't remember who uh, initially quoted this, but they said, if your dreams don't scare you, if the things that you have aren't, aren't so big to where you don't even understand how it's going to come and happen, then maybe you're not dreaming big enough, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one point just thinking about, and this is just my own self-reflection one day, I said, good Lord, why? it seems like everything I think of or desire to do is so so much bigger than I. And this is like I, was, I literally felt myself having this conversation with myself many, many years ago and said, you know, I don't know if, um, not to say that was a good or bad thing, but once you start to become under, you, you start to relate in a higher consciousness that it's not you and you alone. The universe will surround that vortex around you when you start elementing the action behind the desire. And sometimes if you're in the midst of doing things, you don't even realize the things that you're doing and the things that is happening. And then you step back and you step out of it. And sometimes if you if you get too caught in, in, in examining it, it'll freak you out. You know, a lot of times people will bail out. Seriously, people will bail out into something. Um, I'm going to give you a prime example. I know of a a business owner that has invested over $100,000 into a barn grill. And that barn grill has been sitting idle. Jazzy, for probably well over a year, and this is in our own local area. Um, yeah, at least. Mm-hmm. At least, a, you know, over a year. And, uh, Franz, I think I shared with you, you know, that I actually um, have had that walk. And I, although many of us who have opened restaurants or bars, that's one of the toughest businesses out there in the world. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, I say to anybody, don't let that scare you. Don't let that stop you. You know, because you'll never know unless you put your foot out there and, and really try to do it. And um, the funny thing about this particular location is that the the, the business really was compiled, um, you know, heavy on the front end as far as investment to get the place together, to, you know, get it. Which, you know, restaurants, like I said, restaurants, bar grills are a very expensive uh, investment. I t- tend to be very expensive investments. And so um, the situation leads to where the the business itself has never officially opened. Mm. But the the, the decision not to open was based on the fact that additional monies hadn't come forth from, you know, a financial pipeline from, you know, a a secondary um, financial institution. So those owners actually did not, they made a decision not to open and operate because the other monies that they intended on to come in from a financial institution were not presented. Mm-hmm. But what happens is you've had almost a year and a half go by. You didn't open. You didn't operate. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's like you, 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 you got really, you know, into the grind of it. You don't commit it to it. And then somewhere in the midst, we just step back and have not fulfill what it is, you know, the purpose in which that we started out with. You know what I mean? So I tell anyone that makes a decision to do something and they do it, even if it doesn't stay, even if it doesn't sustain, just the fact that you've done it, you you know, you attempted to make it happen, you attempted to make it go and it didn't go, 
still feel successfully privileged that you actually took forth the effort to do it. You see what I'm saying? So, because you don't know what the turnout will be unless you try it, you know, unless you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what may, may look one way right now may turn out to be something else. Jazzy, you know, we know that from experience of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, working and, and, and working by faith. So, you know, Franz, for, every day, for, for me, yeah, every day, all day. For me, I want to ask you, what got you into um, opening and developing Condé Global Associates or Condé Associates? Great question. Well, um, I had gone through, actually, I went the traditional route. I went to school and got a good education and, you know, got a good job and did that whole mantra. And uh, I remember I was working at a financial firm. Uh, pretty young age, and I was making a substantial amount of money for uh, you know a young twenty year old. And um, my, the job I had at the time was to do market research. And this was during the time when you know all the uh, uh, financial institutions were doing really well. There was a whole internet bubble happening at the time, and mergers and acquisitions were happening. And so I got a chance okay. to look at a lot of the companies that we merged with or that we acquired. And I remember them telling me, and I, I'll, I'll tell you this openly. They said we're going to pay you uh, eighty thousand dollars. Uh, for 40 hours a week. I was like, wow, that's incredible. At the time, I was like, wow, are you kidding me? You're going to pay me that much? But what they didn't tell me was that, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, you're actually going to be working 80 hours a week, So which really meant I was I was honestly making $40,000 a week. <laughs> so that was one. Two, wow, I realized okay. I was getting up and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I realized that I was getting up and I saw I didn't see the sun. And when I was going home, I still didn't see the sun. I had to look at the sun from my office window, which was like a little hole in the wall. So that was two. And then three, I realized, you know, what does this have to do with my dream? And this is really what I was put on this earth to do. So when I really started asking those critical questions, I really started realizing that, you know, I I really cherished my freedom, my family, my faith, and that environment was not conducive to it. And so I always tell people, if you want to grow, sometimes you have to find new soil. You know, a lot of people want to grow in the same old environment, whether that's your mindset or your physical location. And sometimes you just have to be willing to be courageous enough um, to figure out not Absolutely. just what you want, mm-hmm, not just what you want, but why you want it. Because honestly, it was the why that caused me to start my own company. Because I said, I can't. No matter how good my job title is, I can't leave that to the next generation. No matter how many degrees I have, I can't leave that to my kids. But I can leave a business to my kids. I can leave uh, residual income to my kids. I can leave. So I started thinking on a whole, you, you mentioned consciousness earlier. I, thought, I started thinking on a whole level of a higher consciousness. And the way I started doing that was to start hanging around people that were successful, but in a different way. They had their freedom. They weren't tied to a boss. They looked in the mirror and they saw the boss instead of, you know, trying to figure out how to impress one. And I said, you know what? that's exactly what I want to do too, you know, because in order for my dreams to come true, I had to leave my reality, if you will, and create a new Absolutely. I absolutely love that, Franz. I'm ready to come to your workshop right now. (laughs) I'm ready to sit in on an empowerment um, segment. Right. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes, I think, you know, people who are entrepreneurs, definitely you have to be self-motivated. You have to. There is no way possible for you to be in business for yourself of any kind and not have a certain amount of self-motivation. But there are a lot of times 
Um, we get so busy and we work and we work and we work and we still are self motivated, but we need that boost. We need that tag team of encouragement and empowerment from each other. So you've just given me that extra boost. I've, I've written down in my mind little key point that you've said already, like, oh, that's a good one. You know, Absolutely. That's really good. That's really good. But, but you're right. you got to have that makeup. Yeah. Go ahead, Jen. I, want, I wanted to ask you, um, on that note, who are your empowerment encouragers? Mm. Excellent question. Um one thing I had to come to the realization of in speaking to um, my mentors, and people say, well, you're already successful. Why do you need a mentor? And I always tell them, well, I would never be successful without one. And because success, because people always think success is a destination, but when you realize it's a process and it's a journey, then you always need a mentor because the minute you, you remove a mentor from your life, you become your own mentor, and you're only as smart as the last thing that you read or, or created. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, do, why limit yourself? Because you literally – exchanging minds with someone that's qualified to exchange it with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of the, I love you know, that. So I love that. Ones, you know, in different industries. So on the entrepreneurial side, um, there's several different ones. Um, I got the opportunity to meet with um, several black prominent people, especially uh, uh, one being the, the president of Morehouse, obviously. <laughs> but outside of that, <laughs> outside of that, I've always I've always been able to meet with um, people in various industries. Uh, for example, Romney Malco is a really good friend of mine now. Uh, he's uh-huh. been in movies and segments, um, so we got a chance to connect, which was directly a result of me writing down that these are the people I wanted to meet. I also got a chance to meet with. Um, I don't know if I could put the names out there, but prominent people in different industries, also black-owned industries. But I, the one thing I didn't do was limit myself to uh, black mentors, if you will. I, I oh, say it one more time. Say, say it one time. Say it one more time slowly. Not to, say it again. Uh, not uh, to disqualify uh, our black folk, but please educate us. Absolutely, because sometimes people get caught up in the mindset that I have to you know, tie into someone that I can relate to. Listen, when you want to become success, successful, success goes beyond color. It goes beyond gender. It goes beyond it's about right. It's about principles. And so as long um, as you take the discipline to learn what those principles are, so as soon as someone successful walks in the door, you can relate to them automatically because you're both on that same wavelength. Yeah. Like I said, it, 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 it goes beyond anything physical. It's, it's a spiritual vibration. Mm-hmm. And the, the person recognizes you and you recognize the person long before you've met. So uh-huh. the, the, the physical meeting is just a formality because they can feel your energy and you can feel their energy because you're on, uh-huh. again, that same vibration. And so um, I'm actually, uh, I, I, if, if uh, memory serves me correctly, I'm actually, I've actually been scheduled to meet with Oprah soon. So we'll see how that works out. But I don't want, I, like I said, I'm a little conservative on that one because it's not a done deal yet. But mm-hmm. uh, the point being that, you know, these are all the people that I said I wanted to meet, not because, not just for the sake of meeting them, but in order to exchange minds and vibrations. You, know, you have to realize where they are, where you want to be, and so that you can use that same vibration to impact others. You know, and that's why yeah. I started something called the Connie Global Movement, where we have, I have a slew of young entrepreneurs now coming up behind me. Um, and, and like you, I, you know, I look to serve the community directly and, and indirectly. Um, you know, what they call underserved and underprivileged. And my job and responsibility is to show them 
you might be underserved and you might be underprivileged, but you lack nothing intrinsically that you need as long as you recognize that, you know, because a lot of kids get caught up in the outside stuff, like my new Jordans and my new iPod and all this extrinsic stuff. But all those things always eventually lose value, but your intrinsic value is never lost as long as you recognize it and nurture it. And so Mm -hmm. my job is to let them discover that. And that's why I'm so happy with what you said about what you did with the outreach and with the LGBT youth, because honestly, we just need to let these kids know that they are valuable. And I think not only are they valuable, they're priceless. And yes. as long as they can realize that and see the treasure that's inside them, all we have to do is be a guide and show them the map and let them start digging away the dirt so that they can find the diamond that they truly are. That's very true. I love it. I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous because you and Sonny have had this this relationship that I didn't know about that was this good. <laughs> I've been cheated. I've been cheated for months. You know, I, you, know you just say you say the dude is awesome. You know, and then until. Somebody has the opportunity. What do you do, Charles? I mean, like, what do you do? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Jazz, you don't have to feel jealous because let me tell you something. I know that you're awesome because you're in her sphere, and if if if, if you two are together, you you guys are a powerhouse. And I, I let me tell you something. I was I was I'm actually dressed up for for a phone interview. How about that? <laughs> that's it. That's how you do. But that's I, how you listen. Do. I got my tie on. I got my suit on because listen. You have to, like I said, I value your time and I value your platform. And so I said, you know what, if I was being interviewed in the flesh, if you will, I would be dressed to the T. So I want to give you that same level, if not more, level of respect and, and, and admiration. And, just, and, you know, I respect so much what you guys do. Like you said, Sabrina and I have spoken on several occasions. And I'm excited about what you guys are doing. I can't wait to get to Atlanta. And, and just, uh, you know, uh, have you guys pour into me and pour back into you. And any way that I can support what you're doing, I will be more than happy. And now I have a platform um, and the other influencers that are, that are also looking to do the same thing. It's funny, always attracts like. Yes, and, it does. And I tell people, okay. what you're seeking is also seeking you, so never stop seeking. Well, don't make me turn this, this into is why a whole thing. He's my global brother. You see what I'm saying? This is yes. exactly why. I think, you know, we, you know, it's so funny. We tried to connect while we were in uh, New York, and you were in the midst of, you know, doing what you were doing, and we were, at, you know, feet on the street. Um, you know, that, that those days there, really the momentum of the experiences that we had dealing with different people, and, you know, every, every area is different. You know, uh, Franz, you've grown up in New York. You understand the heartbeat of what New York has. Um, and, you know, homeless in New York and homeless in Florida is two different worlds. <laughs> two totally different worlds. So yeah. the things that you're speaking on right now can empower the person that's already uh, in business or a, a person that is looking to go into business or someone who may be right now um, on the street, they got a cell phone where they're on Wi-Fi, and they can listen to this show and say, look, you know, this guy's telling me that I do matter. You know, ironically enough, when Jazzy and I are out, we've come across people that were homeless, that, you know, they may not have a car, they may not have a homeless a place to stay, but somewhere or another, they, you know, they've gotten a cell phone. And it's so funny, Jazzy, we were talking to somebody, somebody made a comment saying, how somebody homeless got a phone? Well, oh, yeah. these people are trying I to make on. changes, and they're trying to turn the corner. You know, um, we met, we met a young man. He said, you know, when I'm able to get into an area, I can get on Wi-Fi, 
you know, these still people that they are trying to put themselves back into a position to get hired, to you know, gainfully get employment. You know, right. um, maybe they don't have, maybe they have records, maybe they have some other things that prohibit them to be able to be functional in one capacity. But you know, entrepreneurship um, could be another way. You know, just like you and I and Jazzy on this phone right now. You know, public and empowerment speaking is is a, is a fortitude of its of itself. You know, um, there we've met people that are sitting on the street with nothing, but they're speaking biblical, spiritual understanding. They're able to tell you about Napoleon Hill. Uh, you know, um, uh, John Maxwell, you know, they have the understanding of certain things, but maybe they've fallen short on others, you know. Mm-hmm. So what I what I came to see Jazzy responds very quickly was his humble nature, his humble attitude, his outlook in regards to, you know, just having a positive out, you know, outlook when it comes to just life in general, Um I know you haven't spoke on this, but I wanted to ask you, Franz, to speak on the factor that um, the youth, I believe you were telling me you were working with a program where you're speaking um, with one group now, and they've opened you up to try to speak to other groups right there in your city in New York. Correct. Could you elaborate a little bit on that, honey, what that what that's consisted of? Sure, sure. Um, well, one of the programs that I, I'm featured in right now is called, uh, and if anyone has internet access, they can log on to it. It's, it's every Tuesday night for the next three weeks, which is lifeleverage.tv, and there's a little registration form to fill out really quickly, and we usually give out some type of free gift. Um, but the thing, and it's funny that you mentioned that uh, people coming from, you know, what the world perceives as destitute and homeless and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, all different types of levels, you know, where you start is not necessarily where you have to finish. You That's know? it. And, and exactly. And, and and I always tell people your struggle is tailor-made for your success because mm-hmm. the struggle that you're going through is designed, honestly, is designed to make you a success as long as you learn what the success principles are, adhere to them, and are, and are, are disciplined with it. And that all starts with you and your why. And, you know, there's negative motivation and there's positive motivation. And if your negative motivation has to be negative at first, fine. As long as it gives you to what you said before, which is mm-hmm. action, you know, because That's eventually right. it's going to turn into proactive action and positive action. And you never have to stay where you start, you know. And it's funny to me how most people usually plan vacations better than they plan their own lives. You know, and that's why I tell people always write things down clearly because I ask the average person, hey, where are you going on vacation? Hey, I'm going to Miami, and I'll be in South Beach on Tuesday, and I'll be at the Cabana on Friday, and they can tell you point by point exactly what they're going to do. They say, okay, well, what's your life plan? Well, you know, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that this might be a little bit more important. And the funny thing is if you get your life plan in order, you can take just about as many vacations as you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you That's do right. that correctly, and so and th- so, I'm getting back to the life level series. If anyone can ask us that is in that type of situation, um, we actually have outlets for people that are in whatever level that you're in. I give you opportunities to connect with me directly. You know, um, because at any moment you can lose material stuff, but oh yeah, you know, the thing is never lose yourself in the midst of losing whatever it is that you lose. You know, mm-hmm. so as long as you can always go back to who you are and to your source, if you're a spiritual person, then you can always reclaim those things. 
you know, like I said, I had That's to right. go recreate my entire empire all over again, and I'm still in the process of doing that. And that included struggle, and that included loss, and that included heartbreak and disappointment. But one thing that it did not include was quitting. It did include failing, but it did not include quitting, and people confuse the two. There's a huge difference between failing and quitting. You know, failure is just part of the process of, of winning. But quitting is just when you have to go through the same process and just give up altogether. I always tell people, you're a diamond in the rough, but all diamonds start out as charcoal, as coal. <laughs> so you have to decide. I know, that's right. Yeah, so are you going to be charcoal or are you going to be a diamond? But the funny thing is, both of them have to go through a furnace. The only difference is one is discarded afterwards, but the other one stays the course, goes through whatever they have to go through, and becomes the shiny rock that was there in the first place. So find your true form because you're not, even though you look like coal on the outside and you may be going through hell, it is specifically designed for you to overcome. Why? Not just so you can be successful, but that so you can encourage, inspire, uplift, and empower the others that are going through situations far worse than yours that are looking to you for inspiration. Yes, absolutely. So are you going to be the source of inspiration? Are you going to be the oasis in the desert, or are you going to be someone's excuse? Because whatever someone uses as an excuse can also be used as a reason. Two sides of the same exact coin. You better preach, Raj. You better preach. Yeah, I'll give you a perfect example. I have a friend of mine that, that has a lot of challenges as far as debt and bills and what have you, and he has all the skill sets to become an entrepreneur, but his reason for not becoming an entrepreneur is because, well, I, I have uh, a, another kid on the way, so I don't have time right now. But the funny thing is you have time to watch football and basketball and all those other things. Mm-hmm. It's not that you don't have time. It's when you put in your time. Because mm-hmm. I can always say, I'm about to have a kid on the way, so therefore I have to become an entrepreneur right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same exactly. exact line, different perspectives. Or are you going to use it as an excuse? Either way, you're going to get a result. So you can either choose your results or you can let the result choose you. I choose to choose my results because if you don't choose your results, they will choose you, and usually you don't like what you get. <laughs> and that's so true. Absolutely. You know what? It is a matter of perception. It's a matter, I say, you know, a lot of times what am I looking at? And I always use this parable that says, you know, you have eyes but you do not see and you have ears but you do not hear. It is the way I look at it and it is the way that I hear um, that will dictate and determine my outcome. All I have to do is clear my spectacles, clear my glasses, clear my lenses, and I get a diff- or adjust them just a little bit and I can see something in a whole different light. It's the same glass, it's the same place, it's the same circumstance, but how I choose to see it, how I choose to, you know, redirect it, um, it's going to dictate my out, uh, my outcome. So I love what you're saying. I love um, the passion behind it, which definitely is required in any entrepreneurial aspect or any aspect of growth. You have to have passion and you have to have compassion and you definitely have to have um, the right vision to go where you want to go. I love it. I absolutely love it. Let me get your address, your phone number, your uh, aunt. Let me call you, Frank. 
Call Tyrone. Okay, Tron, call him. You know, I I have to say that, you know, your 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 aptitude in regard to making connections to people, um, I, I think that is amazing. It's very magnetic. Um mm-hmm. You know, very magnetic. You know, after I think the first time we actually physically talked, uh, the first time it was, I don't know, we've been on the phone almost two hours, you know, yep, and, and I got off the phone. It, yeah, seriously, I got off the phone and I said, Jazz, I said, this dude is amazing. And yeah, she did for hours. Let me <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah, I was man, like, should so I be worried? Man, she was like, yeah, I got to meet him. <laughs> um, you know, for you, um, because of technology and the interactive ability for us to, you know, reach, you know, millions of people, um, what is your choice of, if you were to online, number one way you would want to communicate with someone and you're, and you're speaking, would it be face-to-face or um, like the life series you guys are doing is is, is being transferred through um, the internet. What have you found to be um, your primary choice of making that connection as far as your speaking, your public speaking? That's a great question. Um, well, like I said, honestly, um, when like I said prior, previously, when you're in the vibration of impacting lives and realizing that you know your life can be a uh, 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 a garden of seeds or it can be a garden of weeds and wherever you plant you are going to sow and reap you, you you then are aware of where you're making the most impact where you can connect and honestly I make connections uh, my, my personal preference is the, is the personal touch I love interacting with people face to face and I meet people every single day everywhere I go you know um, I know when I was growing up a kid you know when I was growing up my mom used to say don't talk to strangers uh <laughs> But I always tell people, right. I always talk to strangers. The only thing that makes them a stranger is you haven't said hello yet. That's really the only thing that exactly. makes them a stranger. Now, they could be strangers, exactly. but they don't necessarily need to be a stranger. But some of the most effective platforms I've found is definitely social media and also radio um, as far as connecting with people. Uh, so, you know, the thing is with things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, most people that are on it um, – that don't come with some type of agenda, usually just have their hair down and usually see it as, as, a, as a form of escape or someplace just to go and vent and relax. So it's very easy to connect with people there because people, there's no pretext for the most part. Now, sometimes there is, but for the most part, genuine people will never put up a wall of pretense. Genuine, genuine authentic, and sincere people don't care about status and, and pretense and, and trying to impress anyone. What they're more concerned about is impressing upon people so that they can impact their lives. One thing I've noticed about um, powerful people is that they are always selfless. And when I say powerful, I mean being able to uplift someone to their potential, someone else to their potential, to their individual potential, so that they can impact the collective of people. Um, and so I do, honestly, when, when, when you're at war, every weapon at your disposal is a weapon at your disposal. So if it's, if it's, it's, if it's television and you have access to that, which I do now, use it. If you have radio and that's your access, use it. If you have social media and that's what you have access to, use it. The more connections you make with quality people, again, quality people, because some people get confused with how many likes they have means that they have a quality network. No, that's a quantity network. 
what you want to develop is a quality network with people like yourself, with people like Jazz, that are about something, that are looking to impact others, that are not about selfishness, but are about selflessness. Because when you're in that mode, you're operating as a team, and everyone knows the acronym for team is together everyone achieves more. Too many people are just uh, so self-consumed and me, 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 I, 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 I. But the Absolutely. minute you're in that mode, you know, everything is focused on you, which means everything rises and falls with you. But once you're in team mode and working with others collectively, if one thing falls, you know, you get one flat tire, all you got to do is you still have three other tires, and all you got to do is change the tire. So focus on others is amazing, I would say, whatever medium that happens to be. And if you have access to none of those things, you know what, you still have access to the person that you go outside and talk to. Go to Starbucks. You know, I've met so many quality people at Starbucks. Find out what quality people are and go there. You're in Atlanta. Atlanta's a great hub for a lot of free networking events. Go there and talk to people. So true. You know, in New York, same thing. There's a ton of free events. Don't go there and just have drinks. Go there and meet people. Find out who's who and where they're going to be. But, again, the first thing is what is your intention in meeting them? Because too many people go to networking events and exchange cards but don't exchange ideas. Don't exchange um, a, a real relationship. So all you've done really is exchange paper. But what did you leave with that person that's going to make them remember you and feel compelled to reach out to you? You know, what, mm-hmm. what exactly are you selflessly offering that? You know, because before I ask anyone to support my business, I make it a point to find out what they do and see how I can support it first. That's uh, I love it. Oh, my. I, I mean, it. can I just take a deep breath right now? Please, Jazzy, go ahead. <laughs> Listen, that is one of the things that Sunny and I say to people and when we are coming into cities, you know, whether it's the outreach ministry, whether it's radio, whether it's just, you know, us just being us, how can we support you? Yes, we want you to support us. Yes, we want you to tie into the ministry. Yes, we want you to come on the show or all of those things that we're in service for. But how? what is it that we can do for you? We drive around. It's so funny. We drive around on the ministry side, to overtake people and see how we can give to you. We are searching. I mean, you should see us. We are driving going, look, look in the trees, look under the bridges, look look over here. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We found somebody because we are so hungry to wow. be a, a blessing to you. That's number That's one. But then, we're all here for. Mm-hmm. But, but, but then we are also saying, how can we walk into the bathroom of a hotel and see the housekeeper? Where, where can we find the person who cleaned this bathroom so well and made it comfortable for us so we can just say thank you? It is so important that we sew back into somebody else's life. When we're networking, we really want to know about your business so that we can go, hey, we need to tell our friends of our friends of our friends about this great person we just had a five-hour conversation with at a networking event or buying a ticket to another nonprofit organization and sewing back into them. So I think, you know, we have shirts. I don't know if you've ever seen our shirts when we are out serving, but it says, what are you doing for others? 
what have you done for someone else genuinely? Because mm-hmm. when you throw that in to the universe, when you put that into the ground physically, you cannot sow in good and get back a bad crop. You can. Mm-hmm. It just good soil, Doesn't good seed, cultivated does not produce bad. It doesn't. It's 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 physically and spiritually impossible. That which you sow, you will reap. And so it is so crucial that people get what you just said. And if they didn't, they can listen to us on loudmouthradio.com and hear it again. Listen, Jazz, right after you come to my seminar, I want to go to yours. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Well, Franz, do me a favor, darling. We're getting ready to wrap, and I want to ask if you could share with our listeners how they can connect with you, social media, Internet, um, you know, whatever um, means in which you have communication, um, you know, for people to be able to follow you. Absolutely. And uh, and once again, before I wrap up, I just want to say thank you so much to you and Jazzy. I so appreciate the platform, and I so respect what you're doing, and I so look forward to partnering with you and, and, and serving in any way I can, like you said. It's all about service. The greatest leader is always the greatest server. And I always tell people money is a tool. So if you mm-hmm. focus on money, money will run from you. You need to focus oh, my on goodness. the and That's the money it. will run to you. And That's so it. having said that, uh, the last thing I would tell people is find out what your purpose is. And if you don't know what that is, when you connect with me, I will definitely help you with that. And turn it into a mission statement. For example, my mission statement is to educate, inspire, uplift, and empower the excellence of greatness within and the reason I do yeah. that is because if we can do that for you, you can help others do it too. And mm-hmm. so if you want to be part of the, the movement, please connect with me on Facebook. You can find me at France Condé, which is spelled F as in Frank, R, A as in Apple, M as in Nancy, T as in Tom, Z as in Zeta, that's France. And then Condé is C as in Cat, O, M as in Nancy, D as in David, E as in everyone, with a little accent over the E, but I think you can find me anyway. <laughs> So again, that's okay, can you repeat that? Repeat the URL for us one more time, there. Sure, and that's uh, F as in Frank, R, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, Z as in Zebra. That's my first name, France, and the last name again is C as in Cat, O, N as in Nancy, D as in David, E as in everyone. And you can find me there on Facebook, also on Twitter with that same name, and also on LinkedIn and Google Plus. Um, but you can also find me on Conde Global, which is C as in Cat, O, M as in Nancy, D as in David, E as in Everyone, Global, uh, on Instagram and all the other uh, grams, if you will. Um, <laughs> but don't just connect with me. I want you to tell me and be honest with me and tell me what exactly it is that you want, what you're willing to give up to get it. And when I say give up, I don't mean to give up uh, something crazy. I, I'm just talking about giving up the habits that you've had so that you can develop new ones and become the person that you were really intended to be. Because when you discover who you really are as opposed to who you thought you were, the world will thank you and will open its doors to you and success will run you down. You will have all the money in the world, but more importantly, you will have the heart to know what to do with that money once you receive it. Good word, good word. Franz, thank Absolutely. you so much for joining us, and thank you for putting on a tie and a suit. I feel the energy of it. I mean, I just love a well-dressed man. I can't see you, but I can see you. 
And, you know, we appreciate that, and we do not take it for granted, you know, for someone to be able to um, be as transparent in regards to, um, you know, their their overall aspect of thought when it comes to uh, commitment. Because it is about commitment. You're committed to everything that you're doing um, and the connection that you make to others. You, you made a commitment to our network. Um, and it's, it's been nothing less than professional, and it's very apparent. I think that um, if we could all aspire to just continue to be more and do more, um, that there's just no limitation. There's no um, there's no way we will not continue to grow. So I want to thank you so much for sharing yourself, your you know your outlook on um, on growth and entrepreneurship as well as spirituality. I think it was very refreshing for us tonight, Jazz. I, I just have to say that I'm gonna speak for us in that light and say I think that this has been a great session tonight for the Entrepreneur Academy, um, as we call Tea Time on Loudmouth Radio. And this is exactly why this platform is here for people like you that have messages to give, like you shared with us tonight. So, Jazz, I don't know. You can give your little last wrap up. Um, well, I just want to thank everybody again um, for supporting uh, From Words to Action Outreach Ministries, and it's actually Outreach uh, RV Ministry. And as Franz spoke tonight and said, do not say what you're going to be, but definitely say what you are. And we are an RV ministry. We do not have our own yet, but we see it and we speak it. And we feel it, and we picture it, and we take pictures of it, and um, it comes to pass um, on a on a daily basis for us mentally. And because we can see it, and because we can think it, we know that we obtain it. So you know we're already using those same key principles that he teaches and that he talks about. So we were just honored from the ministry out outlook um, to hear him and to be remotivated and encouraged. And so we hope that all of our listeners will do the same. Take heed of good words. Take heed of good messages that can impact and improve your life. Um, And so we definitely have done that, and we'll continue to do that with him as well as um, all of the avenues that we have and all of the people that walk into our lives. We are just tremendously grateful and thankful for all of um, our listeners. And and this platform producer, Madam Producer, we do appreciate you. And what you have done for radio um, online has just been amazing. So thank you, thank you. And I'm going to call it a night. Thank you, Fawn, so much. Thank you, Jazzy. Fawn, we will definitely connect offline. And I want to thank everyone for listening in tonight. And if you are listening to this actual broadcast, make sure you connect with us online at com, and this archive will be available on TuneIn Radio as well as Stitcher Radio under uh, com and Limehouse Radio Network. So once again, Fawn, thank you so much for your time, darling. This has been great. And, uh, Jazzy, we will uh, resume our, our, our host duties uh, next week on Limehouse Radio. So for all those who are listening, thank you again, and you guys have a fantastic night. Thanks for listening. Indeed. Thank you again, ladies. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.